Hello, hello. You are listening to the Salon Owner School podcast. I'm Sam Huber, the CEO here at PIP University. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. To learn more about PIP University and our course for salon owners, Rich Life CEO, you can visit us at pip-university.com. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy. So I think we can go ahead and get started. And normally you get to hear Jessica uh, being the facilitator of these lovely clubhouses, but today you get me. Um, I'm Erin Jones. I'm a professor in our RLCEO program at Pip University. And uh, today I'm really excited because we have a very special guest. Uh, today we have Chris Delgado. And Chris is a transformational trainer and coach. Uh, she's also an entrepreneur and is the owner and founder of Rise Up to Love and is also uh, the host of her podcast called Embodying Greatness. She has actually worked with many of our professors on uh, transformational work and was one of the facilitators at our last RLCEO year two ret retreat. We do a retreat every year and she came and um, facilitated one of our events. Uh, so welcome to PIP University Clubhouse, Chris. And I see that you're mute. Oh, there you go. You got it. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Um, so today we've asked Chris to speak on uh, giving and receiving feedback. And in, in RLCEO, we have really specific systems for giving feedback. And this is an area that I know that a lot of our students and a lot of leaders in general struggle with. And I know that um, it is something that I've struggled with, and I actually have learned a ton about feedback from Chris. Um, and so I'm excited to hear what you've got to share today. And I'd like for us to um, maybe chat about it for a little while and then maybe leave like five, five or 10 minutes at the end for people to ask questions if they'd like to. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I love this subject, so I'm honored <laughs> to be here. It's a good one. Okay, so... Right off the top, I think a good question to start with would be um, how how important do you think feedback is? Well, in general, I think feedback is super important for no matter what arena you're in, you're in, whatever domain you're in. I think coming from the professional world, the more feedback you get, the the more you can hone your craft. So I actually really love feedback. And I think one of the things about feedback is we get to reframe our definition of it because I know a lot of people are scared to ask for feedback, mm -hmm. but if you know that it's really there to serve you, I think people should ask for it all the time. Right, so you're saying that instead of being afraid that that feedback is kind of essential to for success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think I agree too. I, uh, I know that it's hard when you we put something out into the world and there's, I mean, if you have no feedback, you don't really know if you, you know, need to push and do better or, you know, if you're doing great, it's feedback's super important. And I like how you said that we can redefine it because it, sometimes when you hear the word feedback, it has kind of a negative connotation. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes people use the word feedback, but what they really want to do then is use it to spew their opinions at you, which is actually not feedback. So I think that if 
if we all have a collective definition, especially in, again, no matter which environment you're in, if you can clearly, clearly define what feedback is, then it's there designed to support you and have you grow. So how would you define thing. it? Well, I think the, the way that I have it in transformation feedback is really designed for you. I say this all the time in trainings. It's designed for, for people to illuminate your blind spots. So if I'm showing up a certain way, but I don't, and I think I'm showing up a certain way, but that's actually not how I'm showing up, then there's nothing for me to ever change. You know, if I'm showing up very aggressive and I think that I'm just passionate without somebody else telling me what they're experiencing of me, then I'm never going to change into anything. And I'm probably not going to have the results in life that I want because I'm going about it in a completely different way. Sure. So do you think that, I mean, you said having a collective definition, do you think that it's important then when you're in, in a group of people, like a, a culture, a salon culture or business culture, that it's important that you come together and define what feedback means, means to the whole group? Yeah, I think that would be really supportive. That way everyone is on the same page. You're, you're playing from the same game book and you're opening up the dialogue then. One of the things that we uh, ask, we have a little form that we send to uh, new employees. And one of them, one of the questions on there is how do you best receive feedback? And um, like, when do you like to receive it in the day? And that has been a question that has helped us a lot because I think sometimes if people aren't primed for feedback and you're like just giving it like, come here for a second for five minutes in the middle of your day, let me give you some feedback and they're not ready to receive it. Then it sometimes isn't, it falls flat or it can even make stuff worse. Yeah. I think if you're going to have something as important as feedback in, in your work environment or in your culture, I think that rules get to be set up. You get to clearly define it. I think that you probably should not give somebody feedback if they're not open for feedback. So I think even clearly asking if you are open for feedback before you give it, because again, then it, it, it crosses the line into now you're just giving your unwanted opinion <laughs> to somebody. And as the listener, it's more than likely not going to land for them, you know, or, or they're not going to take it because they're listening from a place of resistance rather than being open to hearing it. Absolutely. I feel like when you ask for, for permission, it kind of lowers the person's, def not maybe not even lowers them, but doesn't make them raise their defenses immediately. <clears throat> yeah, I think that it also invites them in to know that we're all on the same team. The feedback is designed so that we as a team give the best product to our clients or we're in service to the same people, we get to all be on each other's team. So I think setting up some rules would definitely support everyone. That way, if someone is open for feedback, they're taking it from that place, they're listening from a place of, I know that you, if you're giving me feedback, you're doing that because you care about how I'm showing up and I care about how I'm showing up. So now we're on the same team. Yeah, I love that. Um, so 
what do you think are some of the reasons why we might avoid giving feedback? I mean, even in a, even maybe in a scenario where there are defined rules and we have all agreed, like feedback is good. (laughs) What are some of the reasons that we would avoid feedback? Well, I think that feedback can sometimes be hard to, to give because you, you want to make sure that the person that you're giving it to receives it in a way that has you play team. So I think sometimes it comes off and maybe we're just afraid at how we're going to come off and we don't want somebody to be mad at us. We don't want to come off sounding snarky or any of that stuff. So I think if people don't want to give feedback, it's really more about how they're going to look in front of the other person and they're putting their, I'm going to say looking good conversation in front of being in service to that person. Absolutely. I would say a lot of times um, if I'm uncomfortable or, or avoiding giving feedback to someone, sometimes it's even about like not being sure, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like maybe I'm looking at this wrong or maybe I'm coming, my, my come from is not, is not good motive. It's, you know, like it's just a, like an unsure feeling and I don't want to create I don't, I don't know. I don't want to create a, a conflict where there doesn't need to be one. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, sure. It does. <laughs> and being transparent could support that too. Like I have some feedback. Are you open? I'm not sure. I mean, feedback inherently is really, it's not true. So, you know, that could be something that gets established as well. Like me giving you feedback isn't really the truth. It's, it really is my opinion. And knowing that being transparent about it could definitely support in the conversation again, so that everyone that's involved in that conversation knows that I'm not trying to be right about my opinion. This is something that I'm noticing. And, you know, I'm not sure how to say this. Like, I don't want it to come off being snarky. I don't want it to come off sounding like this. So let's have a conversation about it. Are you open? to having a conversation. Do you think that those same, um, I don't know if we want to call it like ground rules. I, I don't know the right words to say there, but like, do you think that still applies when it's a leader, like a, you know, maybe the owner or a manager um, giving feedback to one of the teammates? Like how, how do you think that you could best support somebody that I hate, like that you're leading? Uh, yeah, you know, in a way that is like, well, I'm not trying to be right, even though I'm your boss. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is a great question. So there are several. Again, it's going to be depending on the team of people that you're playing with, you know, or who, you know, especially in the work environment if you have employees or whatever. So, you know, we all know the Brene Brown talk. You know, that you really don't want to get feedback from someone who's not playing in the same arena as you because that on some level doesn't make sense. So if I'm on the management team and I have employees, I I don't want to on one hand be open to the employees giving me feedback because you haven't been in my managerial position. So there's a little bit of like you really can't give feedback if you haven't walked in my shoes, but also you could get feedback in the form of like a poll once a month or something where you do want to get the pulse of your employees because again you all 
ultimately want to be playing team. So as an employee, they might be seeing things that you're not seeing as the manager. Mm -hmm. So it could be some sort of indirect feedback, not about you personally as the manager, but about the store. What do you think can improve the store? What do you think is working really well? What do you think isn't working? You know, so I think that you could play around. Does that, does that answer your question? It, well, it does. It's, it's on one side, but what about like, what about from leadership? If you're giving feedback to somebody that is not in leadership and you're in leadership, like I like the idea that feedback is neutral, but I think sometimes when there are different roles inside the company, it doesn't necessarily feel neutral when it's coming from your boss, you know? I think then that you could have that conversation. And okay. if you're the boss, and you know that it's not coming off neutral, then you get to really, as the boss, shift <laughs> your way of being or the way that you're presenting it so that the employee does really understand that this is this is neutral. Again, maybe I'm not saying the correct word, so let me be transparent with you, but this is my intention for giving the feedback. This is what I'm noticing. This is just my experience. And I'm, I'm not saying it's the truth. I'm saying, this is my experience of what I've been noticing as a, a manager in this role. Man, there's so much language that you just use that is, I think, really, really helpful. Um, one thing that I love that you said is sort of like stating your intention for the feedback before giving the feedback. Because again, it's it's like asking for permission, like you're almost stating what what you would love the outcome to be or what you're kind of trying to say um, in a way that doesn't make that other person get super defensive or put their armor on. Yeah. It's about the come from. And I think even deeper, if we want to go into a conversation, if the context, uh, or the environment of the salon is we're playing team, we want to be connected. We want to have great communication, whatever, whatever contextually you set up as a, as a salon then your languaging gets to match it, the come from, your experience, all of those things get to match the context. And then the employees or whoever you are in that environment is really going to get that. And if they don't get that, it's okay. But then as the manager, you get to have a, you know, have some more conversations with them and really get them on board that this is all 100% because we want to be the best company that we can be. And we want to be a high performance team. And you're part of that. So if you want to be a part of my high performance team, this is these are the rules. And this is not personal. And I will do my best to make sure that you don't take it personally. But I need you to also work with me and do your best to not take things personally because it's not personal. Yeah, so I just heard you say pretty much that feedback is a an essential ingredient in a high performing team. Like you can't you can't have one without it. Yeah, yeah, because then you're just all walking around showing up however you want, and if you're not open to improving as a human being and you know stepping into next level development, I know I pro I probably wouldn't want that type of person on my team. I want someone who's going to always want to grow and expand. So after saying like, why would we avoid giving feedback and sort of we've, we've sort of gone over what the consequences of that might be. What would you say to somebody who has a company where maybe they have, they have avoided um, the tough conversations and the feedback up until now? Like what, what might you tell somebody 
that needed to start or that wanted to start giving feedback in a healthy way inside of their team? What's a, what's like a couple of things they could start doing now that would support that? I would have a team meeting. I would open up the discussion. I would let everyone know this is, this is what we want to start. Again, we're a team being open to suggestions, inviting people to give their opinion on how they want the feedback to start looking. But, you know, as of April 1st, this is what we're going to start implementing in this. And we're completely open to hearing what your ideas are. How would you like to receive it? But I would definitely put it out there that this is what we're going to start. This is the reason why we're going to start it. And again, everyone gets to be on board because we, we get to stand shoulder to shoulder and give the best product that we possibly can. And one of the tools now that we're going to implement is feedback. So how would you like it? How would you like to receive it? How would you like to give it? All of those things. Okay. I, lo I love that. And the reason I even asked is because I see, you know, a, a lot in our industry where people, it's such an interesting industry because our product is the people, you know? So, you know, if you are selling, you know, stereo, not that people sell stereo equipment, you know, like <laughs> if your stereo equipment gets mad at you, <laughs> you know, you're not going to be losing, you know, lots of, of business that might walk out with that stereo equipment. So I think that sometimes owners avoid giving feedback because they're scared to piss somebody off and make them leave, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, again, like you just, I, it sort of is the, like, let's state the intention and ask for permission and state the, the boundaries around it. And then we can move forward. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I think if, if any new business or not new, but any business wants to start implementing new policies, I think transparency always is going to work and again, setting up the context and then knowing that this is one of the things, this is part of the content that goes into the context, knowing that this is the environment that we want to create. You're a part of our team. We value your opinion. We're certainly open to hearing what you think can add to us being the best high performance team or, or having the best product because it falls into this context or this environment that you're creating, this culture that you're creating. So if everyone's on the same page with that as a foundation, then I think then, then you can have fun and play around with it. Like, let's try feedback this way. Maybe that's not going to work for everybody. So then let's, you know, as the management team, we get to be open to and really listen to what everyone wants how everybody wants to implement this because we get to be open as a management team as well. But the foundation has got to be there or, you know, the culture that you want to create has got to be crystal clear with everyone, even, even new hires that come in or people that you, that have been working with you for years and years and years. Like, thank you for working with us for years and years and years. We appreciate you. You're a part of our team. And we're going to implement some new stuff. And I know that we never did this before. It might feel weird to you at first, or it might, you know, you might not like it at first, but as long as you know that as the owner of this company or the manager of this company, 
this is my come from and I want you to be shoulder to shoulder with me and we get to do this together. Yeah, I love I love that too. I, I my next question was actually going to be about culture and vision because I almost be- feel like if everyone's on board for the vision and where you're going, then feedback becomes like we were talking in the beginning really useful and not something to be scared of at all because if we have a, a collective goal and a vision that we're trying to reach, then we need feedback from each other to get there because we're not going to get there, you know, closed-lipped and just judging each other. <laughs> Yeah. And, and that can, that absolutely can be created and you have to do it now. You know, even in my business, there's only, there's people that I ask for feedback all the time from. And again, then if I'm in a training and I'm working for a training company, I'm going to be open to their feedback. I'm not open to the students feedback about my job per se, how I deliver the training, but I'm certainly open to any of the students' feedback on how they think the training's going and how I can be in relationship with them so that they get the most value out of it while I'm in their space. Right, because you're you're in an agreement with any of those people that you just listed as to what you want the outcome to be. Yes, because we, again, we set up the ground rules I, I, the ground rules, that's literally what we call them in the training. So I think that's why you're saying it too. That probably um, is why I'm saying that. So yeah, we establish the ground rules right away so that everyone is on the same page. Man, you're touching, you just don't even know how much this conversation kind of parallels what we teach in the course. I mean, we start with guidelines or ground rules and then vision and you know like all of this stuff sort of really works together it's it doesn't happen in in an in a vacuum or on an island you know like they they hold hands yeah yeah and establishing how you want to give feedback is also something important i know that we we establish that in the trainings and you know before we give it we make sure that you know, we don't give it to people who aren't open. If they say no, they're not open for feedback. I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to give feedback to them. I'm going to play team with them. And if someone continues to not be open for feedback as a manager, that would throw up a red flag for me. So, you know, I want everyone on my team to always be open because if they really get it, that feedback is going to support them. And again, like I said, hone your craft. If you want to be the best person in this position, then I don't know why you wouldn't be open for feedback other than the way that the feedback's getting delivered, which then as the management team, you're in charge of that. And then that's a really beautiful place for you to be in charge of because then you can make sure that you're, you're giving it in a way that they get to receive it and not make them you know, bad and wrong about how they're showing up. Okay. I love that. That was what you said, because I, the next thing I was going to ask is, can I give you a scenario? And then you tell me how you might give feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's say we have, you know, a vision to be, you know, the best salon in the world. Let's say that's our vision. And then we have established guidelines as to what we do to, to do that. And one of our guidelines is about dress code. And then you've got somebody that shows that, like, let's say, you know, your hair has to be, obviously it has to look good because you work in a hair salon. So somebody shows up and they haven't washed their hair in four days and you can tell, see, these are the kind of feedback questions. Like I hear all the time and people are like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so what does feedback look like there? I, well, so I don't know if, I mean, feedback for me in that scenario would look like just having a private conversation with that person and going, hey, is everything okay? You don't normally show up like this. And, and it feels to me like, is there something going on? Like, are you okay? Everything good at home? Like your hair? I don't know. Like what's going on? Like, you know, I don't know <laughs> if I would just straight up give feedback. I would have a conversation about it to see if there's something going on. Yeah. So you started with a question. Do you feel like you normally start with a question when it's time for feedback? Or do you think there's times where questions not where you start? For me personally, feedback is always going to be more of a of a conversation to let the other person know that I'm noticing they're showing up in a way that's not normal for them or not usual for them. So I'm always going to ask like if everything's okay. So it it does start out now, when I'm when I'm in a training, there's a very specific way we give feedback in that particular environment. I don't necessarily think that would be copy and pasted into a regular environment where you have regular conversations with your employees or sure. with the other salon people. I think the feedback gets to look like first and foremost, I want to know if everything's okay because I am experiencing you showing up in a way that you don't normally so is everything okay so yeah. i am giving feedback but i'm i'm also doing it in a conversation because i authentically would want to know if they're okay if they're showing up in a way that they don't normally yeah i think the question or the statement like i have noticed or i'm experiencing you as like when we were talking about what what it's like to give feedback as a leader again like that sort of makes it, I don't, I don't like the word soft, but like, it just makes it not so, um, well, it humanizes it. Yeah. It's, it's your, your human being showing up and I know you, and we have a relationship. If they're, you know, if they're working for you, I'm assuming that you have, you know, they, they work for you. You have, you know about them. They know about you. You probably know their life. They know about your life. You talk, you laugh, you have a relationship with these people. So if someone's showing up in a way that's off for them, having just a humanizing conversation, like, look, is everything okay? Like, I wouldn't say like, is everything okay? You're showing up like a hot mess. Your hair <laughs> doesn't look like it's washed for four days. I would be, I would be softer because I want to authentically know if they're okay. Sure. <clears throat> so, so what do you think? I'm going to open it up here for questions in a minute. If anybody has any questions for Chris and feedback, please ask them because she's a great resource. But um, what do you think is the biggest misconception about feedback? And I really, I feel like we maybe have already covered this, but I would like to hear it again because I think it's important for people to understand. I would say the biggest misconception is that feedback is not there to serve you and that it's, and people use it to just vomit their opinions on you, which is not feedback. That's just their opinion. And if they're forming it, it you know, they're, they're creating a space to just give you their unsolicited opinion. That's probably the biggest misconception I would say. Okay. I think that's pretty legit. Cause I've definitely heard like, well, it's, I'm just giving you feedback or <laughs> Just yeah, because then like you're that. using the tool. And here's another thing, you know, it, it's, there's a fine line 
between using feedback as a tool to make your your culture greater versus using it as a weapon and just giving your opinion to somebody like that's again though the foundation it's all going to be about your come from and if if your come from is solid and this is what we want to do and this is where we want to take this salon on some level in theory you could say whatever you wanted to and the other person would get it right if your come from isn't solid and your foundation isn't solid then you could say almost anything and the other person would get offended, even if it is the nicest, gentlest way to, to do it. So absolutely, the foundation is going to be a key element. I think too, I was just kind of thinking about that as you said it, like it, sometimes when you're giving feedback, like let's use the dirty hair, for example, like sort of out of left field, like this is not, not like you said, a conversation that we're having it does seem harder to take. Whereas if you establish a culture that where feedback is just part of your systems, it's what you do. Like for example, monthly one-on-one meetings with people where feedback is happening, you know, all the time. And it's not always bad feedback or not bad, but you know, it's not always things you can improve on. It can be, Hey, you're really killing it with retail sales or pre-booking or whatever it is. Um, then those conversations about dirty hair become a little bit easier, right? Like a little bit more expected and absolutely, absolutely. And and you could set it up that way too. I mean, feedback again, whatever you establish as the salon owner or the salon is, you know, make that across the board and you can sandwich, you know, you can, you can sandwich the feedback in, or reframe it in, you know, these are the things this month that I see are working for you. These are the things this month that I I don't think are working. And these are the things I would love for you to add next month. So all of that to say, because we did spend a lot of time on some like constructive feedback, but how important do you think that um, like celebratory feedback wins are to a culture? I think it's just as important having celebrating your wins is probably going to have people stay and and you know i know that i want to be on a team where i'm having fun and people are noticing and are grateful for the way that i'm showing up so you know the longevity of that is absolutely imperative and then that also if you're telling me these are the things that you're noticing that you like how i'm showing up then when there is something that's like, but hey, also like I noticed that, you know, you didn't wash your hair for four days. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can almost like, like I still as the person receiving the feedback, then I can put that into perspective and say like, okay, they are noticing it all. And that's awesome. And I want to work for this. This is where I want to work because they're not just telling me all the quote unquote negative stuff. Not that, not that feedback's negative, but like, you know, I don't know anyone who wants to hear, Hey, I'm calling you out. Your hair's dirty. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I'm quoting negative. Right. Um, and yeah, no shade to people that don't wash their hair four days. It was just a, a random right. number that came out too. Um, so I think it's interesting because one of the things that I've learned being in leadership is that this also kind of marries in with love languages. Like so many people, words of affirmation are their love language and it was not mine. So it's not one that I understood very well. Um, And 
it is so critically important for people to be affirmed in what they're doing and feel appreciated. Um, and so much yeah. so, this sounds so like, I don't know what, but I started to have to assign myself and my director because, you know, words of affirmation are not her love language either, like t a task to love on our team and remember to tell them the good things that they're doing too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so yeah, I love that you're incorporating the love languages conversation. And even deeper than that, if you go into, you know, our, the hierarchy of needs, mm -hmm. every person, no matter who you are, wants to be seen, wants to feel significant and wants to be heard. So if you're acknowledging people for how they're showing up, that's going to mean something to them. Even if the, even if words of affirmation aren't your love language it, and it's not mine either. However, if I'm working for a training company and you know, they email me or they tell me like, we really appreciate how you showed up this week, or, you know, these, these students are quoting you yet, you know, like that, that means something to me. Absolutely. Well, and I think that even for me, like practicing being the giver of, of those comments, um, I appreciate it actually now even more when I receive it because, because I, I don't, I don't know, there's a reciprocity that is happening now that didn't necessarily happen before that I didn't really understand, but it really is important. And I love to see my team, the, the way that they react when they are recognized because they really do rise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think in, in, in the culture that I, that I know you want to create, I think that's just as imperative as the other feedback, because we want this team to be a high performance team. So I want to absolutely tell you when I'm noticing how hard you're working or how, how many hours you've been putting in or how you've been showing up, absolutely want to give you all of that credit. And if there are places where I see can be improved, I absolutely want to tell you that too. So that, like you said, that give and take is going to be really beautiful. Yeah. I love this. I love this conversation. <laughs> um, awesome. Hey, real <laughs> quick, um, I just wanted to interrupt really quickly because I, I brought Mary Craig up because she rose her, ra uh, raise her hand, raise her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard, you know? Yeah. Um, but Mary, I didn't know if you had a question or anything, but I brought you up here. If you want to just um, unmute your speaker or your, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. Hi, Mary. Hi. Yeah. So um, like I have a team member who I adore. She is like a, she's such a hard worker and she really like, she's really a great team member in so many ways. But, um, and we just had a, a, her one-on-one -on -one last uh, I want to say like two weeks ago. And one of the big things is like, she wants to do all the things in her life. And like, in one way, it's like, like, so she is like, I want to retire by the time I'm 30. And I want to like, you know, do all these things. And I'm going to school for real estate. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, and I'm trying to be very like, positive, like, you know, in the feedback arena. But at the same time, like, I struggle with like having my concerns about, and I shared these with her um, in terms of like, just feeling like, you know, if you're trying to do all these different things, like what is your commitment level to 
you know, being an amazing hairstylist. And she's like, well, I don't, I don't want to be a hairstylist forever. Like, this isn't my goal. Like I want to do all these other things in my life. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, in my mind, I'm like trying to stay like how you're saying, like stay in this, like learn more about them and like learn, you know, but at the same time, I'm also like, oh my God, I'm over here, like investing all this time and energy and money, frankly, into growing this person who in a way doesn't like wants to grow, but doesn't seem to want to grow like with the company. I don't know. And so I'm struggling with how to give feedback because I feel like she is feeling really overwhelmed because she has a lot on her plate because she's doing a bunch of things, which is causing her to not really show up a hundred percent. She does all the things. She checks all the boxes. Like she, whatever she's asked of, she does. But at the same time, like the, the energy, like, I don't know, like the feeling isn't there, you know what I mean? And so I'm just trying to figure out like a way to give feedback in a way that is like supportive, but also productive because I feel like I gave the supportive feedback and I'm still like in a space where I'm like, okay, well that really didn't change anything. Like, so yeah, that's how I struggle with feedback is like, I have my my goal, like, or like, and not my goal, but like, I, you know, like, it's hard to keep my thoughts out of, or like my concerns out of the equation. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would voice my concerns. It sounds like, it sounds like to me that there's some clarity missing. Like, it's great that she wants to do some other things. And you know, what is her game plan for staying at the salon? Like how, how much longer do you want to be here where, you know, I think that there would be some more details that you get to ask so that you have the clarity that you need to make choices. Like if, if you're going to, if you plan on staying here for the next two to three years, then I'm going to continue to be on your side and grow this and all of this. But if you're like, what is your overall goal? Because obviously as a team member, you want to see this salon grow as well. And sometimes looking that maybe looks like I'm, I'm going to, I need to know if in six months I'm going to start needing to look for a replacement or if you're here for three years. So I would definitely have a deeper conversation and get some clarity before anything else happens. That way you're all on the same page about what's happening and then you can authentically you know cheerlead for her and go be the best real estate agent that you want and that's awesome that you want to do all of these things and you can go do that and we can i can celebrate all of that and i get to take care of this salon so what does this look like like does that support you oh sorry go ahead does that support you right yeah no definitely like I think that is part of the missing key is like getting the clarity of like, okay, well, like, <laughs> and, and I mean, I feel like I tried to ask her that and it was very like, you know, like, well, as long as I'm showing up here, like, what does it matter kind of thing? It's like, but it matters. So yeah. I do think, yeah, like you said, there needs to be a deeper conversation as to like specifically, like, what is, what is your plan? Yeah. Um, I think clarity I really I... actually has one, <laughs> like to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, and then that could be a whole thing too. She might not. And I, I wouldn't be afraid to ask some of the harder questions because yeah. as an owner of this company, 
I get to make sure that I'm doing, I'm making all of the choices that are going to have this company be a high performance salon and you're great. And if you're not planning on being here long-term, that's okay. I just need to know this. And then how can we work together so that you have your best life and I have my best life. Like this gets to be a win-win. And the only way I know to do that is to not be afraid to ask some of the tougher questions. Because again, the foundation is, I want this salon to be the best salon possible. You're here, you're part of my team. So I'm assuming you want the best for this salon as well. So how long are you, you know, what's, what's the game plan and how can we support each other? That's so brilliant. I got so much out of listening to you talk about that because I just realized again, like it's about setting, like, it's almost like a vision inside of a vision. Like what's this team member's vision and how does it fit inside of the salon? And then you kind of talked about ground rules. Like, what does that look like moving forward? And there's an agreement that happens and then a choice that gets to get made. Yeah. Coming from an abundant place. Like if you don't want to be here long-term, that's awesome. Go over. Like, I want you to be able to retire at 30. I authentically want you to go live the life that you want. And I authentically want you to want this salon to be the best at, at, that it can possibly be too. So coming from that place, let's have this conversation. Like, I'm not trying to fire you. I'm not trying to set you up to fail. I'm not, I don't want you to set me up to fail. I want to have like an open conversation so that all of the, all of the pieces are on the, on the table. That's awesome. <clears throat> All right, guys, we have about three minutes left. If anybody has any other questions or Mary, if you have a follow up. No, I think that that was super helpful. I think that, um, you know, my, my position in that conversation was very much like, I want to support you, but it was, it was very much like, um, like not like focusing on, I also need to support the business. Like, so I think that that that's a great way to approach it. So I'm definitely gonna use that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, and that could be part of, again, part of the culture that you set up where it's a both and conversation. Nothing in life ever has to be an either or like you either work for me or, you know, you're going to go do this and then my salon's going to suffer. Like, I think that we get to really start and this isn't just for this. This is for everyone that ever hears anything or has business or has <laughs> relationships with people in life having them be either or lifestyle is very is can happen it just takes practice because we grew up in a society where it's either either or like um either you're going to work for me or like i need to hire someone else and and yes that can happen but from a completely different come from okay so if nobody else has any questions for Chris, Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can go to my main website, which is crystalgado.com. Uh, and then all of the stuff is over there. You can, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of the things. Uh, I know you mentioned my podcast, so that's awesome. That's on all of this, all of the channels, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, it's called the Embodying Greatness Podcast. But my main website can will take you anywhere you want to go. Crystalgato.com. <laughs> Her name's up at the top if you guys want to jot it down really quickly. And Chris, really, thank you so much for coming on and talking about feedback with me. I really enjoyed it.
Yeah, anytime. I'll come back anytime. Awesome. Well, have a great day. Thank awesome. you. you too. Thank Bye. you, ladies. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.